Welcome everybody to episode 33 of the ADV Podcasts. Very happy to have you with us here today. Yes, yes we are. 33, 3 plus 3 is 6, Leo, Leo, Leo. Talking a little bit about gaming today. For we you absolutely gamers. are. We're going to be talking about gaming and we're going to be touching on a whole bunch of other subjects. So let's just get right into it, okay? We're going to start with what's new. Let's just get right into yeah. it. So what's new is when we talk about what's new, especially with regards to China. Okay, so let's uh, first of all talk about an event that's coming up. So, uh, um, some Chinese people reached out to us. They certainly did. Uh, I believe on Patreon. And they said that they're organizing a peaceful protest outside of the LA Chinese consulate um, regarding the origins of the CCP virus. Yep. And they asked if we could shed some light on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, it's not only going to be in LA, but it's going to be in San Francisco as well. Yeah, so on August 29th, 2020, uh, we did not organize this. We just yeah. wanted to shed light on it, by the way. Just giving you an opportunity, if you are uh, interested in, in joining them, or at least going to take a look, you know, wear your mask, do your social distancing, yes, all that resp- responsible stuff. But uh, they're going to go outside the Chinese consulates to kind of protest the... August 29th, yeah. uh, 2020. Uh, outside mm-hmm. the consulates mm-hmm. and i left all of the information in the description so you guys yeah. can just go down that's actually it this coming saturday so for those of you who happen to be around those areas please go show them a little bit of support um again it's organized by chinese people so you know it's not us or with a weird agenda or anything uh let's get back to uh sorry let's get back to uh what's new so the next thing that's kind of new which i think we'll bring up here is uh, people have been receiving these uh, text messages this in is, Beijing. This is more of a talking point that brought... Uh, I've been talking to some friends that still live in China slash Chinese people. Mm. And uh, a lot of the Chinese friends that I have organized uh, events around foreigners and stuff too. Sure. Like they, either they work in schools or they're part of expat community stuff. And there's been there's a triathlon that was supposed to happen in uh, Beijing. Mm. And these people have been getting this text message. This was actually off Reddit, off the mm-hmm. China subreddit. But... Uh, what happened was they're only allowing Chinese citizens to now participate in the triathlon and blaming it on coronavirus, even though no foreigners are allowed into China right now. Mm-hmm. And the ones that are there right now have stayed, right? Yeah. So they have a clean bill of health. Sure. They're doing it in like basically as a really bad, in really bad faith. Yeah. There's movie theaters in some areas that are completely banning foreigners. Only sure. Chinese citizens can go in because of the clean bill of health. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's unfortunate. A lot of the news that I've been seeing uh, coming out of China and, the, you know, from friends who are sending me things, they're always saying, you know, whenever they find a new case of uh, COVID-19, Wuhan flu, whatever, in Shenzhen, because I'm more tied into the whole Shenzhen thing than, mm-hmm. than the other parts of China. Most of my friends are there, etc. It's always like a foreign, uh, you know, they, they always say an imported case, a new imported case of COVID-19. And they like to say as, as if it's a foreign problem. And of course, foreigners are not allowed to go in. So usually what it is, is it's a Chinese citizen that's recently returned from abroad, you know, or even from Hong Kong. Which is whatever, but that's never highlighted. Yeah, but it's never highlighted. They're, they always make it out as if it's a foreign issue. So it's kind of annoying, especially for foreigners who've been in China all this time. Uh, like my friend who got 
mandatory locked up in that hotel just because he was from Africa, remember, during that whole thing. It's very annoying for these people because imagine, just put yourself in, in their shoes. You've been there from the beginning. You suffered through the initial thing. You stood by with the other Chinese citizens and, uh, you know, had to deal with all of this being locked in your house, being locked in your neighborhood, not allowed out. Remember, it was pretty draconian in the beginning in China where people were forced to stay in their apartments. So you go through all of that um, and it starts to finally open up, but then you're still always blamed for the virus, even though you were there alongside them and uh, you're excluded from things like this triathlon. It's actually pretty horrible. Mm. You know, anyway. That's just a sign of the times. And mm. again, we when people send us super chats like before, they're like, do you recommend going to China right now? To live, absolutely not. And it's it, the writing's on the wall again. It's well, you can't, you still can't. You know what I'm saying, if, if things were to relax. Um, there have been articles out there that are saying that certain uh, foreigners with certain residence permits, etc. From Europe. Uh, from Europe and, and certain places can go back. But I've yet to actually speak to anyone who's been allowed. Mm -hmm. So again, it could just be like the whole green card thing where every yeah. year they're putting it out. Oh, it's much easier to get a green card. <laughs> Do you know how now? many people, we, we put out this bet mm. where like, all these people are like, I got a Chinese green card, these foreigners. Yeah. And we're in the every, like nine times out of 10, they would send us their, their green, so card, green card, but it's just a residence permit. Like yeah. what we had. That's yeah. not a green, it's not a green card. card or the new work permits that come in a form of a yeah. card or whatever. Yeah. And then the card. ones that claim to actually have it when you ask them, okay, that's fine. Do you mind showing it to us? They always don't. They want to mm. like, oh, we don't want to reveal our, our information, you know. So it's like, I guess it is what it is. Anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's um, go on to something more fun. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to our next thing in what's new. And uh, hmm. he's been cropping up. Now, guys, there's been a lot of backlash around the world, especially in the beginning when people were making fun of Chinese people eating bats and mm -hmm. bat soup and mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. It was a big thing. And, of course, people being called racist. And, uh, you know, it wasn't very nice. You no, I mean, it's uh, not a common occurrence. No, it's not. I mean, the thing is, uh, there are quite a few places in China where they do eat bats. Not only China, some other parts of Asia, Indonesia, mm -hmm. etc., where they eat bats. It's kind of Even a thing. Even in Florida. Yeah. Um, but these are signs popping up in China, which are basically saying, like, don't, don't eat, eat wild, wild animals and don't eat wildlife. And they're using bats. Don't eat bats. So it's just kind of interesting. And I like to see this because, you know, when you see this in China, the the real moronic people that try to shut down any discussion about eating bats or whatever can't say a thing because this is in China, made by Chinese people, for Chinese people, and it's saying, don't eat bats. You know, obviously, most people don't eat bats. Of course. But the fact that they use that as the, the propaganda is kind of funny. Yeah. Now, actually, the biggest joke for me is this no smoking sign. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If That's, anyone's uh, been to China. Yeah, it says no smoking under the don't eat bats, you know, yeah. the, or don't eat wildlife things. Um, yeah, I've seen people smoking in well, hospitals in hospitals and my doctor in Bauto when he was checking my when i broke my heel yeah he was smoking yeah it's actually very difficult but um from my own experience when my father-in-law came here you know it was very difficult for him not to smoke and especially sure. especially here in you know southern california where we live it's very against smoking so our apartment complex you're actually not allowed to smoke no. within the apartment complex most of america doesn't smoke anymore and uh so he had to go walk out onto the street to smoke so i think he kind of felt very self-conscious after a while realizing he's literally the only person yeah who i don't smokes. see people smoke anymore I, very rarely you know the the other weekend um I, I went with with my family down to San Clemente mm -hmm. because you know our, our friend uh, has a, has yeah. a timeshare there, and it's the first time I've seen anybody smoke in public. Uh, there was one woman who was on the sidewalk, and as we walked out, she actually apologized and put a cigarette out, mm. put a cigarette out, and that's like literally the first time. And it's weird because it, it doesn't really enter your conscience. 
until you see it. It's the first time I've seen someone smoke in like a year. Yeah, I mean, I smoked, right? And then mm. I left for China for 10 years and came back and no yeah. one smoked anymore. I was like, yeah. whoa, yeah. that's weird, you know? Yeah, but in China is a smoker's paradise. And, you know, my father smoked, uh, and I think only recently in the last couple of years he gave up. But, you know, I grew up around smoking and sure. normal and, you know, in the society where I'm from. But, you know, in China, it's just to the next level. It's part of society. Yeah, yeah you for know? sure. Giving cigarettes and receiving yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, it's when you have a conversation, business meetings. It's Yeah, it's like, here's a, a cigarette. Social currency. And remember, I, I don't smoke. In right. fact, if I try to smoke a cigarette, I cough my lungs out. It's right. bad. So every time I would always just stick it behind my ear and pretend. Well, sometimes. Or just puff, yeah, yeah. puff and pretend I'm doing like it. Like a cigar. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Anyway, um, it's just kind of interesting. Um, when they put a big ban on smoking in Shenzhen, I remember it was a thing. They were like, we're going to ban it. And it's nonsense. Dude, that never yeah. happens. No, you, you go anywhere, people still smoking. So anyway. But you'll get the, the shills that'll go out there and be like, see the no smoking signs? <laughs> so that's yeah. basically reminding people to smoke. Yeah. Um, one, one thing before we go into some super chat, something that's been very positive actually is we've seen a lot of discourse about the floods recently. Yeah, I think our video kick-started a, a whole discussion where there wouldn't have been a discussion before. So I'm very happy that uh, we're able to make such a positive impact mm -hmm. and actually get some eyes on what's necessary out there. So let's uh, hit a super chat before we go through to our main Before thing. I do that, I want people to look in the background. You see that store? This is actually a Chinese brand. It's like an athletic uh, wear brand uh, called 361. It bothers me to no end because 360 degrees is a circle. Yeah. 361 is just one degree past that circle. What does that even mean? Uh, it, name it like 1080. It's like a cool skateboard trick or something. Uh, you know what it probably is? I've seen a lot of Chinese brands that take a well-known brand and then just add a number to it. Like 811 or, right, right, right. you know, like you get a Taiwanese brand that's, um, is it like 80, 89 degrees, 86, 86 degrees or something. Yeah. And then the Chinese one's like 87 degrees. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, and they yeah. use the same design language and like stuff. Bakery and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe there is a brand out there that's 360 and they just. Oh, yeah, maybe there is. I think that's probably what it Prob is. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> like that company Anta, but it's mm -hmm. the Nike logo upside yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, guys, <laughs> these know. are big companies. I know. It's funny. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do some super chats. So let's hit a super chat. Some Chow G, Chow G chats. Mm. Uh, Callahan's Johns. What do you think would have happened if you had stayed at your countries? I guess me in America, you would have stayed in South Africa. What opportunities you've missed by leaving? And have you ever thought about what could have become if you had stayed? That's a really hard thing to answer because we don't know. You can't look in the past and be like, well. I, I can tell you I'd probably be dead. Mm -hmm. uh, South Africa is a very dangerous place for someone like me because I... You, you, you know my personality. Yeah. And when I see an injustice being done i step in and i've done it many times in china of course um but in south africa when you step in you get shot yeah and uh, i've had so many near-death experiences uh i probably would have continued to grow my it business uh at the time i left i had like three guys who worked for me i mean it was kind of just friends really but um I had a decent pool of clients mm -hmm. and we used to go out every day of the week to drive out to different we places. We both would have been in IT. Yeah. I would have been I would have been in IT. I would have continued. That was my career. That was mine too. Previously. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would have probably still had my 1966 Pontiac GTO and worked on it. Tiny and... wheels on it. No, that was the oh, that 78 was the, yeah, Trans Am. That's right. Uh, that, I mean, who knows? Who I would knows? have still had my Supra that my parents, hey, mom, dad, if you're watching, thanks for making me sell that for nothing. Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, who knows? Um, 
I must say though that China in China that there were so many opportunities for me mm-hmm. to just basically start off again, start yeah. we were both re- reinvent myself mm-hmm. and I became something that I never thought I would. Do not for a second think China gave us anything. No. I hate this this logic um, that the Wu Mao's no, I understand it. You know, that's something that we get a lot in our comments where they say China gave you a, a, a wife. China gave you a gave you money. China gave you an opportunity. China gave you this. But that's because of the education there. Everybody, mm-hmm. when they're brought up in China, they believe that it's the state that provides right, them right. with everything. So the state sure. gives I understand you stability. The, the state gives you opportunity. The state gives you money. The state gives you... I got no government know. stipends. But so. I'll tell you one thing that... Um, there are other foreigners who are in the same boat, who arrived in China exactly the same time as I did and mm-hmm. you did, or even earlier, who have nothing, mm-hmm. who just simply are living still on the bread line, earn their money at their kindergarten job, go out and get drunk, and they don't do anything mm-hmm. uh, other than that. So what did China give them exactly? Nothing, right. other than a good time, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's that mentality that they cannot believe that if someone works for something and achieves something, that they did it themselves. Sure. It's we're like, talking about Wu Mao. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting a little sidetracked. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Jan, let's hit another one. Jan Fosca. Hi. Mm. Happy to be part of the show. Mm. Question one. How can we peacefully oppose CCP media propaganda? And Winston, will you buy a car from the 80s and fix it up on worthless whips? Cheers. All the best. We did an 80s car. That was the first one we did. Yeah. The, it was the MR2. There was a 1985 MR2. We'll and that's our biggest, like episode took the most amount of hassle yeah so please go watch that but of course my 1990 firebird is an 80s car anyway yeah. so yeah. but we'll um, do more how can you peacefully oppose ccp media propaganda well you can anytime you come across it you can tweet it out with your commentary you can let people know you can boycott so you can boycott things. things like today i bought a power bank mm. right and i i made sure i didn't buy one made in china mm. not only for the quality issues we've had them catch on fire before yeah but also because i want to support taiwan so i found a taiwanese one right? yeah i mean but that's not media propaganda though. okay we're going to get into things that. you can do yeah right? but for instance like um don't watch the new mulan from disney I don't pay for it yeah don't, well, don't pirate it either but i'm saying like tell yeah. people about it yeah as to why that boycott is in place Whenever a company capitulates, like the NBA, um, right. you can you can make your voice known about it. You can boycott their products. I think that's the only way you can really peacefully do it. Yeah. So you know, and yeah. you don't even need to tell anyone. You can just do it. Well, I mean, it's good to tell people. I, I to agree spread to spread word. the message. But if you're the kind of person who doesn't want to rock the boat and you don't want trouble and you don't want to make anyone feel uneasy, you just you know, sure. you can just keep be very personal about that. You know. Right. I'll do one more, Christopher Scott. Okay. Uh, hello from LBK Texas, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your content on all channels. Have you been following the decent descent in mm-hmm. the? Uh, I think you mean descent. Okay, yeah. in the CCP. I think Pooh may be a Coriolis, a Coriolanus snow from Hunger Games. You guys are the best. Uh, yeah, the thing is, and this is unfortunate. Mm. There's a lot of sensationalism around these uh, all the upheavals within the CCP. It's mm-hmm. always been like this. It has. They've always there's always been factions, and this this kind of rift always happens. So. I think people only understand it now because now is the first time people are actually paying attention to China. Right. That's why. Right. Yeah, remember the whole Borshi Lai thing. Dude, it happens all the time. There's yeah. purges left yeah. and right. Yeah. But keep an eye on it, and we will too. Okay, yeah. it's time for us to move on to Soft Power Hour, which is our main segment of the show where we talk about how the CCP is changing your mind through various different dastardly deeds. Okay. Dastardly deeds. I mean, sometimes it's just normal deeds too. This is actually a fun one today. Okay. Kind of. So uh, we're going to start out with, uh, of course, a little bit of a clip here. Let's bring it up and waiting for it to get there. Give us a second. Can you explain what's going on here? Um, This is one of those Chinese sort of RPGs. Now, they're wildly popular. Gaming is a 
it's first of all a very lucrative market in China, but it's also a big social problem. It's a societal problem. You have camps for internet addiction, it's called. And it's something that when I first got to China, uh, this bear in mind, like in 2006, early 2006, when I first arrived in China, um, internet cafes had already died down in the West. It wasn't something you no, saw. No. But Wang Bar, which means a net bar, which you know is an internet cafe, were wildly popular. They still are. And they, they are massively. It's a place to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit more Wild West back then. It's changed. There's a lot of regulations. Yeah, a lot of drugs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, now when you go in, you have to, even if you're a foreigner, mm-hmm. you have to show your passport. Yeah. You have to show your ID. It's tied to the computer you're on. So if you do any kind of dastardly stuff on the computer, if you say Xi Jinping's an asshole, then they know who to arrest and who to silence, that kind of thing. But it's also um, to keep track of how many hours you spend on it and stuff. But back in the day was the Wild West. And basically, people didn't have the money a lot of the time to have a computer at home. But not only that, when you live at home in China, it's a big family affair. So you usually have the grandparents in there, you've got the parents and you've got the kids. No kid wants to sit around in the living room because these apartments are small. You usually have like shared rooms and a, a one shared living room for 80 like, square meters. Yeah, with, with a whole bunch of people. So you don't want to be sitting there playing your games when your grandparents are Especially watching you and your sexy parents. Especially ladies and, all over. Yeah. So everyone goes to the internet cafes. And they chill out there and they will be there from the morning till the night and they can sleep there. They've got big chairs and they've got couch lounge areas. It's actually kind of nice. I liked it. They're dingy little holes a lot of the time, but I kind of liked it. The small town ones are pretty creepy. They're terrible. (laughs) But yeah, um, I used to go into them and back in the day because I didn't have a computer when I first got to China, I had a ratty old laptop. And so when I wanted to gain access to the internet, because I was living in the slum, you know, red light district, I didn't have internet in the apartment. I would go to the internet cafe. It was super cheap, like five RMB for like an hour and a half or two mm. hours or something. And you get to sit in a nice big office chair. You got your earphones. They have pirated movies up the wazoo that you can just watch. Preloaded. Got, yeah, it's all on there. You've got all different music you can listen to. And you can just chill. You could play all the latest games because they get the best hardware. And everyone sits there and plays either. Back then it was like Counter-Strike they'd play a lot of. They'd play sort of World of Warcraft type things. Nowadays, um, it's League of Legends and stuff. But yeah. These, okay, let's yeah. get back into this. So yeah. these, cra- uh, by the way, this guy's going to go murder some gorillas, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> these crappy the pig, yeah. cookie cutter Chinese RPGs are just a cacophony of shit. And you look at this stuff. It's like you go around and get gold. It's just a harvesting game, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of these, especially these like lower tier cities, these people get addicted to these and there's mm-hmm. microtransactions involved. Yeah. Super addicted. But this is your homegrown Chinese RPG. The average Chinese kid nowadays is going to be playing like, what is, pause this. Oh, yeah. Is going to be playing like uh, League of Legends and CSGO and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And also, what's that PUBG and stuff? Yes. But the thing is, those kind of crazy, ridiculous, shitty games that we just showed, we yeah. used to see ads for those all the time in China. Yeah. yeah. But now, those shitty Chinese games are entering the US and Western markets, yes. even yes. on YouTube ads. Yeah. So this is a game called Emperor and Beauties. One of those typical like flash looking games, but it's for cell phones. It's I'm yeah. gonna preface this by saying we've done the research for you, so do not download these games. I promise you they will have spyware on them. Yeah, there's gonna be some malware, there's gonna be some crap. Don't do it. We wanna show you some ads from these though. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's start with the first one. Why they're new link here? The owner, you're the criminal all by his wives. How to arrange them? Huh? <laughs> Look at this beautiful beauty. Send her to my house to be my babysitter. I'll buy the chain. She might be a spy too. Then to my house too, and let me interrogate her tonight. 
Sure, interrogate it. Like, like, well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, the fat one. <laughs> this woman sent to your house. Interrogate her for me, thanks. <laughs> okay, so we got some fat, classic fat shaming. A little bit of fat shaming here. going on there. Okay, who's the murder? I have to find the evidence. Okay. So yeah, let's see what the next little one here is. Sure. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> okay, wait, that was too quick. Let's reverse that a little bit. He's like, okay, find exhibit. Clicks on the map. the blood stain. You are murderer. Of course, he made the black guy the murderer. Why is there even a black guy in ancient China? I don't know, but he's got a lot of um, dancing going on there. It was like, like Gangnam style ripoff. The thing is, okay, mm -hmm. so I looked into this game, right? Mm -hmm. Then you don't do any of that stuff in the game. Really? No. What you is like it? seduce beauties or whatever, and you unlock different beauties. Well, what's going on in this one? That's normal. Wait, I gotta see that again. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, so, so we'll let them watch. They don't need our yeah. commentary. Yeah, let's do it. Don't leave me, please. <laughs> What's the matter? My he wants to divorce. He is not taking anymore. Nobody wants this. Okay. okay, you do need some context there. This is some classic leftover woman stuff. Yeah. So in China, there's this thing called shengnu, which is like a leftover woman. And mm. that means after they get divorced, Nobody mm -hmm. wants them anymore. And that's not our opinion. This is literally what happens. This is a big societal problem in yeah, China. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a surplus of men, but you also mm -hmm. have all these women that can't get married again. No, it's it's an unfortunate situation that if somebody gets divorced, if a woman gets divorced, it's incredibly difficult for them to get married again because yeah. the other families won't accept a divorced woman to marry their son. Yeah. Um, and a divorced man is fine. You may think that this only affects like traditional families. No, it affects, you know, modern, everyday yeah. Chinese families. It's huge it's, thing. It doesn't matter if the girl can be stunningly beautiful right. and can be an amazing person, but if she's divorced, you know. It's not as bad as it was when we were first there, but it's still an issue. For my generation. For it your is. generation, yeah. It is. I mean, you know, I can use my wife as an example, yeah. Yeah. you know. That's just the way it is. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Nobody wants her. Nobody wants her. Nobody wants. Nobody wants. Yeah, what's going on here? Why is he gunning styling on the? So you play emperor, mm -hmm. and oh, he. This was a nice emperor in this character. Yeah, yeah. Right? He actually he saved the beauty. Yeah, but why? Why is he guilty? <laughs> okay, now this one yeah. takes the cake. So first we had fat shaming. Yeah. And a guilty black man. Yeah. Then we had. A Gangnam style celebration over saving a leftover woman. You're not allowed. Oh, but there's spousal abuse as well because he like yeah, he's like throwing around in the beginning. But... Which, by the way, mm. it's, it's just a joke, right? But this one takes the cake. This one. <laughs> Let's take a look. What is it? what happens here? Congratulations, my lord! Finally, you have a daughter. Huh? Really? Why she's black? <laughs> I think you might need to ask your wife. It's okay. I can understand. I will bring up her. <laughs> Congratulations, my lord. This is incredible. Your daughter turns to white skin. Okay, go back. Go back to the green hat part. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, actually, can you focus on the black baby first? Yeah, I think it's a bit strange. Okay, so... <laughs> there's this thing. Okay, there's two ways we can look at this. Mm. And I, I hope this doesn't come off as like autistic for explaining the joke. Right. But there's two schools of thought here. Either mm. this is just wildly racist or a little both. Mm. Or actually, 
There's this thing if, if you're in China, if you're a Chinese person,、mm. uh, sometimes people will say, "Why so many hair?" That means you just got too much of a skin tan. So they'll say, "Why are you so black?" It doesn't mean black African. I don't it, think. I think. It's... No, no, no. I'm trying to explain <laughs> some. No, I'm trying to、yeah. teach a lesson here. Right, right. If you go in China, a lot of girls will be like, "Oh, ni nema hair" to each yeah, other, yeah. right? Oh, ni nema pang. You're so fat. Oh, you're so black. They don't、oh, yeah. mean you're an African person. No, they no. mean, oh, you've gotten so dark from the skin. Yeah, exactly. They're now pa, this. Pa tai yang. That's why they have those parasols and walk around with、right. an umbrella in summer.、Yeah. In this one, we can say it's the former because he's wearing a green hat, and you can teach people what that means.、Uh, it basically just means that your wife or your spouse is cheating on you. They say it means you, you got cut. Dailu malzu. Yeah, you got cut. So if you're wearing a green hat, it means your wife's messing about. And so in this picture, he is wearing a green hat. He says, "It's okay. I can understand. I'll bring her up." But if you look at the actual baby in there, it's just like a cartoon version of an African.、Right. It's totally African. It's not、right. a, like black. Well, also, he, he got cut. So yeah,、um, I understand I, the I black just, baby now. <laughs> I I love I love what he says here. Have a daughter.、Huh? Really? Why she's black? <laughs> really? Why she's black? <laughs> okay. I think. Yeah, you know, like at the end of the resolution, you go back to that. Why? It's, like they, it's okay. They make her. I can understand.、Yeah. I will bring up her. I'll bring up her.、Dude. Don't worry. Feed her. Feed her a lot of milk. This looks like a shit game, though.、Yeah. Wait, go back there. Yeah. Wait, what does he give her there? You got three choices. All right. You have a bowl of rice. Kid can't eat that. Yeah, yeah milk. Okay, that's correct. And he's got no tits. A T-bone steak. And a T-bone steak. I actually want to download this to find out. And how is that three years old? That's not three years old. What、yeah. happened to that poor black baby? Three years old. You got to give the T bone. Yeah, make、exactly. it grow up. But anyway, what is what is the current do? Look、oh. at that. Fifth. That's what fifteen. Yeah, he's giving like all these toys. That's what fifteen year old girls like. A little drums. Turns into a flute wearing, a flute carrying fairy. Yeah. And I mean fairy yeah, as an in actual fairy. fairy goddess. That's a typical thing in China. Congratulations, my lord! This is incredible. Your daughter turns to white skin. Okay, buzz it there. I got flashbacks、yeah. of that. Remember that、uh, laundry ad? Yeah, that, yeah. This Chinese girl. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Everyone's、um, seen that. Yeah, yeah. He, she pushes a black guy into a laundry uh, laundry uh, machine. Yeah, like a then, washing machine. Yeah, and puts some like crap in there, and he comes out as like this like little. Freaking twink, <laughs> like、uh, Asian dude comes、yeah. out sparkling white skin, yeah, you know,、yeah. and everyone went ape on that. This is、yeah. exactly the same.、Thing. It is. It is. <laughs> anyway,、oh、I, just it's very blatant,、uh, blatant like racism and stuff. But that's because China is very inexperienced when it comes to these things, and that's why you see these kind of things coming out is because they don't understand. It's such a homogenous society. There's so、For、many.、Sure. Um, everybody's the same there. So you know. It's just normal to say, "Oh, outsiders are different." The reason I brought this、yeah. up was because I couldn't believe I was seeing this stuff on like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube ads of all things. Yeah, imagine just... if a Western company did something、Holy、like this. Holy crap!、Oh, wow. So what the heck? These Chinese companies、mm. can get away with this,、yeah. and people get canceled for making jokes. I know. In the know. U.S., it's ridiculous. Silly. Anyway,、uh, we thought we'd test to what skin. Emperor's and beauty. Don't download this. Don't get it. You will get a virus. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what what you're seeing behind you over there is、uh, a little shot from back in the day in 1989. We、G4. all know that something bad happened in China. We don't have to beat around the bush. No, but、uh, for those of you who are not in the know, <laughs> there was a pro-democracy movement and students, so young kids in their sort of early twenties, and their teachers. Yeah, they all went to Tiananmen Square. The reason they went to Tiananmen Square is that is the place where you take your grievances to the government. You've got the Hall of the People there. That is where Mao Zedong made his big speech, and that is where, in China, it symbolizes a point of power. That's where you go, and you're supposed to be able to have an open dialogue.、Mm. 
and uh, they were there for a long time and they were negotiating with the government there was a lot of talks back and forth and they built a statue of freedom goddess of freedom statue and uh, they were camping out there and they were chanting and singing and doing the usual kind of thing and um, the powers that be at the time which by the way a lot of the people that were there are still in the CCP still in the Mm -hmm. government right they decided screw this idea Uh, fuck these students we're going to kill them because we got to shut them up if they're not going to move we're just going to send in the army and they bust in the PLA from around the country because apparently the local Beijing PLA did not want to do it so they got the guys from further flung areas to come in it didn't properly educate them about what was going on nope they basically rolled in with tanks and killed uh, an unknown number Hundreds, thousands, we don't know because it's been so well covered up and censored. It's definitely, it's in the thousands. Yeah, but we have tons of footage showing, you know, the the dead bodies of students and uh, the people in the hospitals and stuff. And we've got um, verbal accounts of what was there and people who survived it and stuff. The government murdered its own innocent citizens. The end. The same government that's still in power. And the thing is, they've never been held accountable for Mm -mm. it. And they've never apologized for it. Yeah, they do. They justified, and in it fact, used to be where they wiped history. Yeah, not in the textbooks. You can't talk about it. It's not on the internet. Now it's justified. Well, here's here's the thing that I noticed. Okay, first of all, the average Chinese person is either slightly aware of right. this that it happened, or just very ignorant of right. it, and it's not ever anything they think about, because you cannot search it on the internet. You mm-hmm. cannot search Tiananmen Square. Uh, 1989 massacre you cannot see pictures of what happened there you cannot read news articles about it it's not on tv it's not on the radio it's been completely wiped and that's why whenever there's a website or a foreign company that mentions tiananmen square it immediately gets banned in china Mm. it gets blocked and that's going to lead up to what we're talking about here today but i found that people that are in government jobs and who know about this and have knowledge about this have a narrative that's fed to them and it's been told to me by these people Mm -hmm. in government that it was the rioters or student protesters fault that they were getting out of hand that they were burning down things they were doing doing bad things and so um, it was necessary to stop them and in order to maintain social harmony so the people that do admit that it was a thing the narrative is for the majority of them is that it was the students fault they got out of hand and then they start to throw blame at the student organizers that oh they were just living in the lap of luxury and while all the protesters were starving and you know they've got all these stupid like things that they talk about which i've been told by people in the government it's actually quite infuriating but at the end of the day the government was responsible for a whole bunch of deaths. So this brings us to this image. This one second image that was put into the advert for the upcoming Call of Duty uh, Cold War game got the whole thing banned. So maybe you can explain how that all went down. Well, why don't you play... I have the ad there. It doesn't have audio, so don't worry. Yeah. Play that in the background. So the whole theme of this new call of... If you don't play video games or whatever, the whole theme of this is it goes back to the Cold War era. So this is Mm -hmm. focusing a lot on the Soviet Union, but Mm -hmm. it's also focusing on the things that led up to the collapse of the Soviet Union. So you're looking at like uh, early 90s when all of this, all the republics splintered off, right? In 1989, when this happened, that was also in the same time period where there was a lot of turmoil within the Soviet Union. So 89 in China was its Mm -hmm. turning point for democracy as well. So this game focuses on this and their whole thing is about how we can't forget history. Their tagline was, we must not forget history. And then it says, history will is doomed to repeat itself yeah. if we do. Yeah, if we forget about history. So know. they show all of this. They show these wartime scenarios. They show the Soviet Union. They show, you know, uh, 
riot or sorry, protest against communism. They show all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, know Cold War era history. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Know your history or be doomed to repeat it. But they removed the one second clip of the Tiananmen Square massacre. How evil and ironic, and it really pisses me off. Yeah. When you actually just sit there and let it stew in your brain. Thousands of innocent students got run over by tanks and murdered by their own government because they wanted freedom and democracy. Mm. This game goes out to be like, okay, we're going to cover this time period. Yes. And then removes that and then brags to the world and says, guess what? We're so cool. Like We're talking about history and we're never going to repeat it because we're going to shed a light on it. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is the the advert for the game immediately got banned in China because it had that one second clip of the Mm. Tiananmen Square massacre because they're talking about communism. They're talking about... You know, all the things that were happening during the Cold War. So that gets banned. And then kind of discreetly, they thought it's discreet, but it got picked up very quickly. Uh, Activision removed that one second of Tiananmen Square footage out of their trailer and re-released it worldwide. And obviously the reason is, number one, they don't want the game to be banned in China because then they lose that market, which of course is the biggest market at the moment. And that's they want the money um, of the Chinese market. So they, they realize, oh, no, we screwed up. If China banned the advert, they're going to ban the game unless we, you know, I'm even guessing that if they had any kind of China content in the game, it would now be removed before release anyway. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so they went ahead and did that, which is incredibly immoral. Um, and it shows you that we at present, the whole world is... Well, I say we, but it's not us. Obviously, the corporations around the world are allowing China to force their censorship and propaganda onto the entire world. Not Russia. No. Not these other countries. Not North Korea. No. China. China. So now, in our own media, you know, around the world, movies, Hollywood movies, uh, games, things like that, we have to tow the Chinese Communist Party line. And if we don't, then we don't get access to their market. That's their Does, that's does their that message. not make you feel like a prisoner in your own country? So now we have to pretend as if certain parts of history did not right. happen. So the Tiananmen Square massacre, which is a real thing. We've been to the memorial out, out here in, in California. Um, you know, it's, it's something that was a traumatic event, which affected many people. Well, it's, it's a turning point. It's something that is absolutely unacceptable to stain on the Communist Party's history, the Communist Party of China's history. It is a stain which they have to own up to. Well, the, re- the, the fact that they did that is the reason they're in power today. Yeah. They had a choice that day. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's a massive stain. They killed their own citizens and uh, you know, young, promising students and uh, freedom-loving young students were literally killed. And it's a disgusting thing that happened. And the only way to move past something like that, like the Holocaust or like any other disgusting thing in history, slavery, you name it, you first have to admit that it actually happened and then move from there. So you're like, yes, it happened. It was a terrible thing. Um, Bad judgments were made. It was disgusting. And then you have to try to atone for it in some way. As we see the way Germany atones for the Holocaust, it has become illegal to, you know, deny the holocaust it's uh, it's a thing where it's such a an important part of history but imagine if germany um had just kind of carried on and wasn't actually overthrown they just backed off and closed down and everyone's like okay we're not going to fight anymore and they carried on pretending like the holocaust didn't happen and every time anywhere around the world someone was like 
oh, guess what? There was a Holocaust in Germany. They're like, well, guess what? You're not going to be able to buy our BMWs anymore. If you mention that in your newspaper, we're going to cut you off. You're not going to have access to our whatever, you know, uh, ABC. And that's what's happening at the moment. Show me a textbook in the U.S. or in Germany that says the Holocaust didn't happen or just omits it. Now, go to Australia in Victoria Mm. and open up a textbook. And now you will see pieces of Chinese history not only deleted, Mm. but maps drawing in Taiwan and all of the nine dash line in Australian curriculum. So if that's not scary enough, I don't know what is. It's literal bullshit Mm. that we have to consume media that has to pass through a filter before it goes to China. What's the difference from us being in China or here now? Yeah, exactly. You know? Why do we have to put up with their censorship on our own shores? Um, it's going to get to a point where, you know, it's already at a point where YouTube is favoring China and it's been absolutely horrendous. You know, I did that video about police brutality in China and I showed some clips of police brutality in China, but I censored them. Yeah. Okay. I actually censored the clips. I did not let any of them not be censored. And my video was taken down for breaking YouTube's... Um, oh, wait, what if I go on CNN or Fox or one of these other YouTube channels? Never mind that. Hmm. Just on YouTube, you can see brutal videos of American police, like choking people to death, shooting people. You've right. actually got police shootings on YouTube. You can see American police brutality. It's totally okay. It's okay to get down on America and to, you know, insult America or whatever, or do whatever you want against America as American sucks or whatever. But the fact that I had actual footage of police brutality in China, and not even as bad as the stuff that they show with American No, police. that's inappropriate. Yeah, because... it was inappropriate. My video got taken down. I had to cut a lot of it out, re-upload it, sense it, and it still got demonetized. You know what I mean? So we're at that point where everyone's so afraid of pissing off China that they're willing to rewrite history and to screw up the, the, the actual facts of what happened in the world. It's really annoying. It, in ways, it's winning. Yeah, in public discourse, I think a lot of people are waking up to the CCP. But I hope so. I really do. But at the same time, how are you going to dictate what a corporation does? Because guess what? Blizzard already fucked up the first time. Yes. They got international backlash at the wazoo, right? Mm. Really mm. messed them up. And Activision now, Activision Blizzard, right? Yeah. Just go. They did the same thing. They just did it again. Guess what, guys? When I used to work at Tencent, I would see when they'd bring bigwigs in from, you know, other bigger companies. I was there. They bought a, one of the designers for Metal Gear Solid 4 mm-hmm. in and stuff. Tencent, for those of you who don't know, the guys who made WeChat, mm-hmm. they are the biggest gaming platform in China. They license all the games, you mm-hmm. know, like World of Warcraft and stuff. And then it gets, you know, um, censored and changed. They change the games to the local Chinese mas- market. They remove things like homosexuality. And they remove skeletons. Yeah, skeletons. <laughs> they remove a whole bunch of things which are inappropriate or that go against the censorship uh, rules in China, and then release it. But Tencent actually has a five percent uh, stake in Activision, Activision Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. So I mean, they now partly own it as well. So that also makes sense. So I uh, I think it's important for us to call this out when we see it. Mm. You know, it's it's tragic that. Within the walls of China, you have to deal with censorship. It's horrible. And I grew up in South Africa. And let, let me tell you something, that when I was young in South Africa, censorship was rife. You, you may not think you may not think this, but like movies um, that had sex in it or anything like that, because the South African government back then when I Christian was very young, government. super Christian, super Puritan, mm. they would censor that. And also anything that had like you know, Lethal Weapon 2 or whatever, this like anti-South African stuff that, yeah. would, that wasn't allowed wow. to be shown and stuff. So, you know, I lived in a, in a country where censorship was a thing. 
And it's, it's not fun. It's not cool to be in a place where you're not allowed to choose what you watch. So in China, you're absolutely not allowed to choose what you watch. You can only watch what the state allows you to watch. You can only access the websites the state allows you so kindly to you know, access. And you're only allowed to have the ideas that the state allows you to have. But that's bad enough in China. But the fact that that's now spreading to the rest of the yeah, world is disgusting. That's my point. It's like a double pronged thing. You have yeah. the uh, situation now where we have to consume media that's already pre-censored for the Chinese market, right? Yeah. Not only that, how damaging is it to the people in China that actually tried to fight against this authoritarian government? What this um, American company just did hmm. was remove a piece of history that shows and sheds some light on some innocent people that really stood up for justice yeah and they lost their lives with their own blood mm. and you get you just you listen to the ccp like one of the least free countries in the world and remove that from people's psyches yeah how evil is that yeah that hurts chinese people absolutely right that does how is how are countries going to come together if we allow this country to close off even more and more and more and more mm. tighten their narrative more for their domestic audience and then also not let people from other countries understand what happened yeah. How, how are people going to come together? It's, it's just awful. And especially to the survivors of the Tiananmen yeah. Square massacre that escaped to other countries to see this happening must be heartbreaking. Yes. Anyway, uh, that more or less covers that. Yeah. Guys, we, we cannot stand by idly and allow this to happen. So when you see it, say Point something. It Point it out. Yeah. Share it. Mm. Let's hit a couple of super chats before we move on to our next segment. What do you think? Yeah. Jan Fauska, uh, do you know if a foreigner watching these podcasts or your channels in China with a VPN would get in trouble with the CCP? I watch your videos in Hangzhou and there's no problem. Stay awesome. Well, I mean, they would have to be really prying into what you're doing. Consuming our media is probably not, not going to be an issue. No, it won't be. But I mean, if you're watching it in the train or something, yeah, in the subway, if someone sees just, it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it in public. Yeah. Nicholas Tao, uh, I have a question since watching your Lao 6 video from yesterday. Do your wives ever use Cantonese if there's a heated argument between you all? If they did, can you both understand them? I can understand probably about 40, 50% of Cantonese, but. My wife, uh, she used to toy with that idea. Like, I'm just going to yell at you in Cantonese someday. She never did. But then she realized I, whenever she like said swear words or bad things for me, I understood them. Mm. So then she, was, she like totally backed up. You know, but it's, <laughs> yelling at someone in a language they don't understand isn't that rewarding. I, I got to be like completely insensitive right now. And I'm going to say that, you know, if our wives did yell at us in Chinese, we just think they're on the phone with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> because Cantonese true. is such an expressive language that my wife can literally just be talking about the weather or something and it sounds like she's having a full-on argument because it, it is it's a loud jovial language and uh yeah it's your it's wife fun. thinks it's a level 11 yeah she really true. does but i mean if you've ever been around like a cantonese family gathering sure. or something it's loud and it's it's fairly obnoxious if you're not used mm -hmm. to it sure. um but yeah no uh, i my my level of understanding of cantonese is very low mm -hmm. uh, i can understand mandarin pretty well but uh, sure. yeah Anyway. So sorry, JPN, to the Taiwanese beer fund, don't drink Hebel Jikipukas. Yes. Nobody in this, nobody will get this reference. I just know. I think a few people will, but so sorry, you're a super fan. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. We will never drink that again. No, no. Jeremiah Johnson's Munns to buy silver bullets as ammo to help fight oh, yes. the oppressive heat and feel refreshed. <laughs> nice. I like how you spin it every time. It's amazing. How is the car culture in Taiwan? Is it evolved? Is it here in the yeah. States? Uh, thanks for the great bids. Car culture in Taiwan is not as evolved as the US, but yeah, much more so. Pretty than, cool. Remember, than we China. saw yeah. we saw Kit, you know, Knight mm -hmm. Rider, somebody yeah. taking a, a Trans Am and turned it into a Knight Rider kit replica. You see nice cars. Mm -hmm. You do see different cars. You it's do. 
far more advanced than the Chinese car culture, which sure. exists of either utilitarian crap or supercars. Super <laughs> There's nothing in between. And right. you can't have old cars. But in Taiwan, you can have old mm -hmm. cars. So you'll see a Mustang or you'll see something cool. Yeah. yeah. You'll, see, you'll see tuned Japanese cars. There's a tuner scene. Yeah. There's a big tuner scene. And also cars are way, way cheaper in Taiwan than in Compared China. Compared to China. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, and a related question, Tornado Brick says, do Chinese people really know how free Taiwan is? And I think only the Chinese people that go and spend a good amount of time there mm. will. Otherwise, they're on tour groups and it's all about shopping and stuff. Yeah, they will never know. They will never yeah. Know. And unfortunately, you're, you're basically dealing with a, a big propaganda machine telling you the whole time how bad Taiwan is. So, sure. you know, it's hard to break out of that. If you grew up that way your whole life. Uh, it's hard to break out of that, you know. If you're yeah. told from being a young student your entire life that the world is a certain way, you know, it takes time to break out of that mold. Sure. Mm. All right. Let's cool. Move let's move on to our main, uh, I mean, our next thing, which, of course, is going to be worldview, where we talk about things that are happening in the world uh, specifically related to China these days. You're so right. Let's move on then, and uh, let me get our next little thing going here. Okay. Let's get past our, all right. Oh yeah, oh, just pop that on real quick. Yeah, before we can before we continue, the, the at the end of the Activision, um, you know Call your history, Call of Duty. The, this top comment here by Hua Tian, well actually you know that's Japanese. Yeah, Hua Tian ear, whatever. Uh, know your history, except China, right? I love that. That's why I thumbed up, thumbed yeah. up that one. Yeah. But if you look at that, look at the Call of Duty thing under the, the actual description for the videos. Mm. Know your history, or be doomed to repeat it. Yes. So that was definitely the winner comment. And that was the top voted comment for a reason. Yes, absolutely. Um, Activision, you know, please stop being stop such, sucking. such shills. We've got enough of those people out there, you know, <laughs> sucking the G-bar of the CCP. <laughs> we, we just have it's to, true. you know, have Let's a level up, of, guys. Let's have some decent people out there who have like a neutral standpoint. Fight some gorillas, get your experience points up there. Yeah. yeah. So what's this that we've got in uh, World uh, Slavery. Yes. Mm. Everyone's talking about the uh, Uyghurs. Finally, it made mainstream news. I'm so happy. Yes. Um, but the Uyghurs are a Muslim ethnic minority within China, but they're the majority within their own province called Xinjiang. Yeah. Xinjiang's all the way in the northwest of China. It's the biggest province. Kind of mm. think of it like Alaska, sure. but with deserts. Mm -hmm. um, very beautiful, though. But anyway, they are very distinctly different from Han Chinese people in mm -hmm. that they have a different language, which is a Turkic language, mm -hmm. different food, different culture, different religion different societal norms yes but uh china as you know is basically committing cultural genocide mm. there are re-education camps housing up to two million of these uyghurs out of nine million of their population right um because of it, religious extremism even though there's not a whole lot of evidence of that <laughs> families torn apart yeah um they're given vocational schools but like They've only had Potemkin versions of that where they let like the BBC or whatever go in and see like they were singing like if you're happy and you know it. Yeah. It was scary, dude. Sure, sure. Who knows actually what's happening? But we have a little insight. Mm -hmm. um, this was posted in 2019. It was just dug up recently. Mm -hmm. This is the co uh, cooperation unit, as you can see. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Qingdao, which is in the east of China. It's a uh, decoration company. Right. And what they're advertising here is... They basically have bulk units of Xinjiang Uyghur people, which they use this cute little cartoon. Yeah. It says yeah. government-led work units, qualified, secure, reliable, male-to-female ratio, and age by specification. Yeah. So a lot of these people that will go to these camps, they, mm -hmm. they're able to be shipped out to do mass labor. Yeah. And this is not something new to China. Um, if you're a prisoner in China, there's a good chance you'll go to a labor camp. Yeah. This is just targeted at a specific race of well, people. Well, you know, it was proved that uh, the, the Chinese garlic industry yeah. completely dis destroyed the American garlic industry because they were getting prisoners to do mm -hmm. the actual work of like peeling the, the, the garlic and separating cloves and stuff so they didn't have to pay workers so no. they could basically bring 
bring the, the the garlic in here for nothing. The working conditions are horrific. Yeah, but you don't have to pay them because no, they're prisoners. Yeah. They're just basically slave labor. Yeah. And uh, that, so here, This is even more nefarious. I, I, of course it is. But I was just saying, like, in America yeah, or normal countries, you have to pay workers to do the right. peeling and stuff, so you can't compete with right. a country that no. doesn't have to pay for labor. And here you go with this. You're mm. paying, you're going to pay this wholesale company to ship you a bunch of Uyghur people yeah. that's going to do work for you for little to no money. Yeah. Uh, there's another slide to that. Okay, read, let's read move through. on to the next slide. The picture is too big, so. Okay, I got you. Uh, so it says here, so they had the context. So this is, if you contacted the actual HR, this is their ad, right? Mm. But the ad text down here, uh, it says another new advertisement claimed to be able to supply a thousand Uyghur workers aged 16 to 18, so minors. Mm -hmm. um, it reads, the. Um, by the way, the age of work in China is 18. Right. Uh, the advantages of Xinjiang workers are semi-military style management. So you can use military style management on the Uyghurs. Yeah. Can withstand hardship. No loss of personnel. Minimum order, 100 workers. The advertisement also said that factory managers can apply for current Xinjiang police to be stationed at their factory 24 hours a day. And that the workers could be delivered along with a Uyghur cook within 15 days of signing of a one-year contract. Mm, this nice. is a straight up like, like forced labor trade. Yeah, for no, Xinjiang prisoners. It's not very nice, is it? It's, uh, it's fairly immoral, if you ask it's Fairly? Me. Yes, fairly immoral. I mean, look, there's a reason why I've taken forever to talk up on the whole uh, Uyghur thing. is because when I speak about things China-related, I base it on my own personal mm -hmm. experience, okay? So when I've actually seen it with my own eyes, I usually have footage to back up what I say. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, have been to those areas mm -hmm. that I talk about. Now, one place that I haven't been in China is Xinjiang. Sure. And so I haven't spoken about it simply because of my own lack mm -hmm. of experience. But what I have experienced with regards to Xinjiang people in China from the get-go is that they have a massive stigma attached to them. Mm -hmm. Xinjiang people are seen as thieves and scoundrels. Mm -hmm. And... My, from the first Chinese girlfriend I had to all my Chinese friends, they were always like, oh, Xinjiang people, they must be thieves. You have those guys selling those nut cakes. Guess what? They are thieves. Stay away yeah. from those Some Xinjiang nut cakes. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, yeah, There's bad. not a single one who's not a freaking with, scammer. There's nothing to do with them being I, Xinjiang. No, right? I understand. Uh, Xinjiang food is freaking amazing. It's probably one of my favorite Chinese foods, if not yeah. the favorite. You always find the best because it's basically like Turkish food, food yeah. Middle Eastern food. You know, you got shish kebabs, you got yeah. naan bread. It's super delicious. It's amazing. So, you know, you would go hang out at the Xinjiang restaurants and they do that like lanjo lamian type stuff. You can find similar things like that. You know, it's all kind of related to that, that kind of cuisine. And uh, I must say that the stigma of the average Chinese person against Xinjiang people is has always been a very negative one. Well, that's what's led to dehumanization. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think the average person doesn't give a damn about no. the Uyghurs because they see them all as thieves Subhuman. and scoundrels, you know? Mm. And of course, the um, justification behind the, the terrible conditions that they're putting all these Uyghur people in is that they are all sort of extreme terrorists, Muslim terrorists and stuff. And so that's why we also don't see a lot of support from Western people, especially the more radical people who believe that, you know... Well, they're buying China's propaganda, yeah. though, because Xinjiang people are not radical Muslims. They're fairly yeah. liberal and tolerant Muslims. Yes. Yeah. Like, a lot of them drink alcohol. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but what, all I'm saying is that the, this, the reason why the West, I think, has taken a long time to kind of latch on to mm. the fact that there's this massive injustice is 
they're very willing to believe, especially after the 9-11 attacks and stuff, you know, and ISIS and yeah. Osama bin Laden and all this. And they, they, they tend to think, oh, yeah, sure, they must be like Muslim extremists. Right. Because we've been seeing a lot of Muslim extremism around the world. And well, so, China latched onto that yeah. for their international problem. And that's why the Western world's kind of like, oh, well, it's probably right. That's changed now. I mean, no. we have leaders around the world that have condemned it but, and you know, sanctioned. Right. You you. you you cannot take an entire people no, just... based on their religion and ethnic background and, you know, target them and say, look, you are uh, a Uyghur Muslim, so you're going to have to shave your beard, even though it goes against your faith. We're going to force you to eat pork, which is what they do. And go into a camp where you're not with your family yeah, anymore. Yeah, you're not allowed to practice your religion anymore. You have to, you know, learn to speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to speak your you language anymore. You have to anymore. praise the Communist Party all day. Yeah, yeah, you have to sing and dance. It's a disgusting thing that's going on. So while I've kept silent on it for reasons of not having actual experience, Mm. the experience that I did have in China with regard to Uyghur people, and I did meet a whole bunch of Uyghur people, um, I can tell you that what's going on as far as these genocides and, uh, you know, the camps and the labor camps and stuff is concerned is real. Right. I can can vouch for it from my own experience to say that that stuff is not some... Overblown. No, it was a culmination of things Hearsay. that was going to happen. Yeah, it's it's real, guys. Right. It's a it's a travesty. It's a horrible uh, human rights issue, which right. the whole world should be looking at, and we should stop allowing this totalitarian government that does this to get away with it. We did not let the Nazis get away with the Holocaust and with their concentration camps. Why is it that China gets a free pass? Why is it that China's being treated as if they are? Because they have special? the money to spin the narrative, and people are evil enough to buy into it. Yeah. Anyway, like Activision I, I just, Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, like Activision Blizzard. I just hope people can wake up a little bit more, you know, when it comes to this nonsense. Anyway, I think it's time for us to hit our Q&A. What do you say? I'd okay, say so correct. this is where we answer your questions and you question our answers. TMD says, waterfalls, I don't have to pee, so the joke's on you. Jim <laughs> nice. Thrower, uh, what, with the power of crypto, do you think it will eventually help or hurt the CCP, avoiding U.S. dollar sanctions versus mass monetary flight to outside countries there's a there's been look crypto is a big thing in china um because uh, electricity is cheap uh you know i actually know quite a few people who set up bitcoining mining operations Mm -hmm. uh in china specifically because it's so cheap if you go to like a rural place and you pay off the local the local government or something they'll send a whole lot of electricity over to you and you're paying like almost nothing and they just get kickbacks and they can mine bitcoin now bitcoin was banned in china because it was just too rampant. People were just Capital flight. yeah, just basically getting all of their money out. Because you have to understand, you can take uh, a million RMB out of the country, but you can't do anything with it. I found this out the hard way. I think you did too. Mm. And I first went back. In fact, I only ever went back to South Africa once during the entire time. And it was only for a week uh, in 2008 because of the visa issues surrounding the Olympics. And I took a whole bunch of RMB with me thinking that I could go into like a, a bank and just exchange it or a Thomas Cook or something. Nope, there wasn't a single place in the entire South Africa, the the whole country that would accept RMB and change it for local money. I ended up having to find some people that were going to fly to China and sell it to them at a discount. Um, it's just- You have eight Chinese agents now that will exchange. Yeah. The, the fact of the matter is though, that that currency outside of China is useless. It's, it's worthless. It's absolutely useless. You need to find someone who's willing to buy it from you. Whereas the U.S. dollar, it doesn't matter where you go no. in the world. I got bitten can... because I brought a bunch of RMB back, mm. went to my bank, and they basically laughed at me. Mm. But I gave them Hong Kong dollars. They're like, yeah, that's fine. And this yeah. tiny little rural upstate New York bank. So next time I flew back, I changed it to the airport, all of my money into, into Hong, Hong Kong, Kong dollars. dollars. Yeah, Or Taiwanese or ta- uh, new, I, NTD. I exchanged T- NTD. 
Yeah. I mean, I also found out the hard way that you can't exchange South African rands within mainland China either. Yeah. You know, in Hong Kong you can, but I took a whole bunch of rands with me in there. Nobody would accept them. None of the banks are like, no, "No, it's either euros, pounds or or dollars or or get get bent, basically. Right. So the, the thing is, all these corrupt officials, because let's be honest, most of the officials are corrupt in China. It's just the way the whole system works. How you get ahead. Um, they hoard all this money that they've taken from bribes or contracts with um, you know, development country, companies and stuff. And they either hide it in the walls of their apartments, they change it into gold, they do whatever they can to get it out. They send their kids overseas, open trust funds. You know, that's why you see all these rich uh, second-generation Chinese kids driving around in Lamborghinis and stuff in your country. Um, those are the, you know, the ill-gotten gains of the, you know, Communist Party yeah, officials. Yeah, they don't trust usually. their currency. No. <laughs> so these people have always been looking for ways to get their money out. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, normal Chinese citizens too, not just the corrupt sure. people. Because it's unreliable. It's very unreliable. The stock market crashes one day, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, the, the, the government decides all of a sudden that your property is not yours anymore or they're going to change some rules. You don't have a say. So the stability issue is a problem. So to get money out, there are all sorts of ways, but cryptocurrency became a very easy way mm. to get money out. And so the, the Chinese government stepped in and tried to massively clamp down. They banned it, then they allowed it again, then they banned it again, then they put all these like controls in place. Now they're trying to do their own version of mm. cryptocurrency. Now they're trying to change the RMB into some kind of crypto thing. So, you know, they're trying to get a handle on it. And I think Bitcoin took them by surprise. They weren't expecting it. And there was a huge amount of capital flight. Mm. Uh, to be honest, that's how I got a lot of my money out mm-hmm. of China that I'd saved was through through Bitcoin because it was the easiest way. So, yeah, let's find out what happens with that. But uh, yeah. the CCP is watching crypto. Dirk Mez says, you guys got to get on Storyfire. Um, apparently, they don't demonetize. And it was started by a YouTuber. Oh, really? Um, I've never heard of that. I'll check it out. Thank you. TMD, the Chinese are not Aussie. Don't eat bats. <laughs> I used to rip heads off of bats, didn't they? Yep. Uh, Min Tran, times are tough. Here's a little help. Thanks, Min. Mm-hmm. TMD, waterfall guys, uh, will Skype Hong Kong number still work? Sure. Yeah, should. Skype, Skype, I think, even works in China still. Eric? Occasionally. It, yeah. Sometimes it did get blocked. It was blocked uh, at some point. It got blocked. Uh, it got blocked, and then it got unblocked. I don't know if it's blocked again. It might again. be re-blocked again. Mm, yeah. Uh, Aaron Winston, how'd you get a US visa? Was it difficult? It was, it was very difficult. It took a lot of paperwork. It took about a year mm-hmm. to get the visa that I got. Um, but I can assure you that uh, it was, it's all legit. It was just a very difficult and long process. I won't Vic- bore you with it. Victor Zhang also is kind of personal. <laughs> yeah, and it was. Victor yeah, Zhang, are true. you going to teach your daughter Afrikaans? Well, no. No. Because no. you barely, well, you do speak it, but. No, I mean, don't forget, that's not my native tongue. I just learned it in school. It's very similar to how a lot of Americans learn Spanish in yeah, school. Yeah, like I wouldn't speak Spanish to my daughter. I yeah, have no it's, not, to it's, it. not my, it's not my language. I can understand it and I can speak it, but... Uh, right. Yeah. Ash Kier, uh, why would you speak out against the generous nature of the Chinese government to assign you both such fine wives, ungrateful foreigners who <laughs> are in China? That's, that is the discourse that we have to do. I love how women are suddenly a property of a government yeah. and of a country. My wife... She's always like, damn, I really miss my slave master. It's <laughs> Chinese government. Yeah, I know. Yes, they were, they were so kind as to, <laughs> to relinquish to, to give, the no, rights. They, they gave her to mm. you, so obviously she's not worth it. I still have my letter from Xi Jinping that yeah, like, exactly. signed her deed over. Yeah, this is, this is now your wife. We give it to you of our free will. Yeah, but she's screwing up because she's not filling the demands. She doesn't, she's not cooking and cleaning enough. She doesn't <laughs> harvest bales of hay. <laughs> no. Jonathan Case, Kenosha mm. protesters are using umbrellas like Hong Kong. Nice. Cool. Dwayne Gomez, any knowledge of how many people, millions, are in the 50 Cent Army, internet trolls? Mm. 
I don't know, half a yeah. mil. You know that that whole umbrella movement, how it started, mm. was uh, to stop tear gas. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a there's a very famous person of a guy basically like stopping tear gas, but just surrounded by it, holding mm. up a yellow umbrella, and that's what started the yellow umbrella movement. Right. But you know what? In South Africa, there's a bank called I think it's called Sunlum Bank, and their logo is a yellow umbrella, <laughs> and it looks exactly the same. So for me, it was kind of funny. It's good because every time I saw the the protesters, it was just reminded me of those cheesy adverts from when oh, I grew up. Oh, I gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So they inadvertently support the Hong Kong protesters. That's a good thing yeah yeah you should get an account there case closed 93 do you think trump will back belarus protesters i think probably probably mm-hmm. i mean he backed hong kong right yeah at, at some point uh patrick seward jr how's it going not bad mr ken no yesterday i was watching an old agents of shield episode in it they would title the location of hong kong as hong kong china disney added again well i mean it is uh, it is actually it, legally a part yeah, of china it it's is. not like taiwan yeah taiwan you don't say taiwan china Ta- mm-hmm. taiwan you say taiwan hong um, kong's got its own legal system and border yeah, yeah. And it's separate from China in that respect, but is a part of a sovereign territory. It's part yeah. of China. Since yeah, it has been it has been handed back. Right. But yes, does Disney will capitulate course, to China one hundred percent? Frederick mm. Salin, uh, which mm. is more powerful, the CCP or the PLA? I would argue the PLA. Yeah. To be honest, there. That's why Xi Jinping consolidated power because mm. if the PLA got out of control, dude, yeah. absolute crazy military state. Yeah. Uh, Lance Downing, do you see the guys? Um, we don't we're not going to participate in this yeah no we don't just want to say thank you for the donation but i appreciate it yeah, yeah yeah exactly so um okay hmm. tmd uh unless they marry a lao wai right uh what is that referring to the i guess the giving the, the wives thing away oh right 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 the leftover women yeah orc, right. orc oh, monkey yeah. 2000 very nice i'm a little confused on how offensive ads like that for chinese apps make it through approval that's what i'm saying yeah on western app stores but ads for western developed stuff have many restrictions it's crazy to me i don't understand imagine if i put an ad out like that yeah about black babies yeah. turning what white. if i put my baby in blackface yeah and i'm like shush, shush, look honey it's white now yeah I subscribe to Lao 86 I, it's, a, it's a double standard that i've been seeing a lot and don't sure. forget i mean i come from the the country the the racist capital of the world south africa so you know when it comes to racism, um, it's been a big part of my life, my entire life. So I get to see through the bullshit. Right. And I see this happening a lot where it seems that it's totally okay to be racist as long as you're just not a Westerner, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's a double standard because if a Westerner did release something like that, they'd be crucified. But if a Chinese company releases it or let's so, just eh. say, uh, I don't know, a Mexican company released it or any other company from around the world that's not uh, a developed western nation they just seem to be ignored and it's acceptable you know yeah, what i mean yeah so that's life uh ollie 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 mm. he has a gorilla on his uh thing hopefully nice. he wasn't slain <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much <laughs> rampage yeah thank you so much for conquering document china document conquering china documentaries you made they were very enjoyable and i love sharing them with my family members so they can see more of the real china thank you absolute much. pleasure don't forget to check out stay awesome china as well that's the third one um, you may not have seen it yet, but that's also very good. And for everyone, check out all of them. Yeah. Uh, Christina Youngren, thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. Case closed 93. I know Chinese don't talk about Tiananmen 1989, but what they do say about the May 4th move, what do they say about May 4th move in 1919? And what about the Cultural Revolution? Cultural Revolution is like, oh, it was kind of bad, but, you mm. know, eh, we learned from our mistake. It's a, one of those things, again, which... Um, the, the Chinese government doesn't want to admit that it's bad. And no. when they do, they were like, yeah, some mistakes were made. Let's but move on. But in the on. end, yeah. there's, there would be yeah. no new China without yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. They, they tried to justify it by saying that the, the, the ends, you know, justified the means. Yeah. Which is actually not true. But anyway, 
Augustus Terra Australis says Taiwan is the one true China. Well, mm -hmm. in a way. Ahmed Abdi. Serpent, could you say, stay awesome Shakespeare for my friend? Absolutely. Give me a second. Stay awesome Shakespeare. I feel like that's going to be a deep fake on Pornhub or something. <laughs> Relax, guy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Case, for Winston, the term concentration camp was popularized after the Boer Wars in South Africa. Did they talk about it when you were in school? Yeah, I mean, come on, like the, the Afrikaans people still have a huge chip on their shoulder, rightfully so, about the concentration camps. Um, and maybe you guys don't realize there's a lot of rivalry. They call people like me a soapbill or a ruinek or whatever, and they sing Delaray, so they yedi bura kum le, you know, they like this stuff. It's like, It's all about... They're still going on about this stuff to this day. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, I mean, they, they have folk songs about like how the British, there you, go. you know, messed up, messed up the Afrikaners by putting them in concentration camps and stuff, which is true. There were some massive atrocities back then in the Boer Wars. So it's still a big part of the, the, the psyche of the, the Afrikaner, you know. So they always look at us, uh, Roynek, as they say, which means a redneck. Um, because, you know, British people's, you know, like, skin gets red in the sun, apparently. Um, but Afrikaners don't. Dutch people. No, because they... dark-skinned Dutch people. No, it's been bred out of them, man. Oh, okay. Like, you know, the Afrikan, the Afrikaners are hardy people. They went through that big trek, you know, the Groot trek. They're like the... What do you call those people here? Settlers. In, yeah, those Oregon Trail yeah. people. Yeah, That's those, the same kind of thing, right? They went on their ox wagons. They did their thing. Um, That's why everyone in California is so manly. <laughs> well, yeah i think they got to california and then they decided they had to go somewhere else like texas instead anyway no the thing is um it is still a big thing concentration camps were a thing you know and it's it's a horrible horrible situation yeah yeah jane Coe, will you tackle cuba i'm cuban and it's a worse prc um and I, my condolences but the fact they're on youtube right now <laughs> uh, but i do understand like sure. cuba's rough dude and i hope there's some serious change Stephen I've been King. seeing a lot of positive, you know, things happening with Cuba. Still now. very, very yeah. much communist country. Absolutely. Uh, Stephen King, love your work, guys. I have mm -hmm. to. I have your site up in a tab all the time. Well, Thanks, thank you, Stephen. That's amazing. Zachary, Gravity and The Martian both have Chinese scene inserts about how great the CCP is. I do remember those. Remember? Mm -hmm. I remember watching that. I think it was in China. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Hollywood is totally in bed with human rights abusers. And they are. They don't care. Mm. They, they abuse humans to their own whim. I, I think it's incredibly immoral, especially since there's so many Jewish directors and producers that, sure. that they would, you know... Um, not care about what's going on. Well, you saw the, Jew, the Jews of uh, England, the organization, like mm -hmm. asked for sanctions against China because of the Uyghur situation. That's amazing. And those are Jews sticking up for Muslims because yeah. they know what concentration camps mean. Yeah. yeah. Jordan T. Russo, what was it like to meet your in-laws at first? Uh, definitely just go watch my channel. It's a, <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to try that. I mean, I, I like my parents-in-law, you know. It's... Uh, yeah. Strange, We're fine now. strangely enough We're but fine it's now. it's a completely different culture and uh, i don't think a lot of people understand how difficult cross-cultural relationships can be because there's a lot of give and take especially dealing with um, older generation yeah and you know the chinese traditional chinese cantonese culture mm. which you know which our, both now. our parents-in-laws are cantonese yeah. they're actually very similar they get along very well yeah. <laughs> from the same yeah. age bracket and yeah. the, same um, language same everything um 
it's kind of tough because it's a completely different thing, you know? And of course, our culture is very difficult for our wives too because it's a completely different thing. So it's just finding all those compromises. It is. Yeah. Daniela Mia, are you mm. planning to make more documentaries? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Shooter mm. Down Under, right now Australia is looking to scrap all agreements with the CCP, including nullifying all agreements made by state and local governments. I saw that today, a patron sent me, and that's fantastic. If news. that's true, I think we need to celebrate. Because, you know, Australia still belongs to the CCP <laughs> right now. Right. Um, and hopefully, hopefully yeah, they loosen can, them. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can wiggle out from underneath yeah, from that, that ropes. oppression. <laughs> yes. chains. Yeah, exactly. Stop <laughs> raising the Chinese communist flag above your freaking police stations and playing the mm. Chinese national anthem. When you've got Taiwanese and Hong Kongese and Chinese freedom-loving Chinese, Chinese people. You're Chinese diaspora that yeah. ran away from China to be bullied. Yes, to be bullied in your own country. How do you country. feel? Yeah. Well done. Jordan Laramore, how long before Inter-Mongolia hits major news? Uh, well, there's Never. a whole, sto- whole story about that, about how we got screwed up there. It's very that, censored there. It, not only that, mm. anything sensitive nowadays is very difficult to get out of China yeah. now. Yeah. It's full crackdown. Calhans Johns, if you're a Chinese leader, what would you do differently? Oh, don't even get us started. I'd just hand over the government to Taiwan. Yeah. I would <laughs> literally be like, be like I'd tell everybody, go, go, either let Taiwan take over mm. or... How about we just go and look and see what Taiwan did and let's implement it here because it's the same people, it's the same culture. They can definitely have the same freedoms and the same kind of democracy and it would work. And they always say, oh, but China is too big. That's crap. It's states. Yeah. Yeah. State laws, local laws. Every province is a different culture. Let them run themselves, not as a country. Yeah. It could be a unified country. Yeah. But you have local laws, local leaders, democracy, voting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Transparency, rule of law, judicial system. Yes. Uh, One slum. It's insane how China can persecute Muslims and, and Islamic countries don't care, continue being allies with them for the sake of opposing us. I saw that. Mm-hmm. A lot of China's allies, not allies, a lot of China's supporters, like mm-hmm. um, some countries in the Middle East, they, they approved of China's treatment of the, of the Uyghurs because it turns out mm-hmm. China's pretty corrupt and it's capable of influencing other corrupt countries. Well, I mean, not only that, it's, it's about money too. It's I mean, look at places it's, like Turkey and stuff and yeah. any of these Belt and Road Initiative, yeah. Bait and Rob, bait and rob in, initiatives. initiatives. That's, that's our official name, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, they unfortunately are in the pockets of the CCP, so they can't really speak up or they lose all their little infrastructure projects and whatnot, you know. William Swenson, no questions, gentlemen, just some support money. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Hola. Oh, crap. It's always doing this thing. Feeling on the riots going on in the USA. I mean, we're yeah. a China-based thing, so like people always get down on us. They're like, why don't you cover this? Why don't you cover this? The whole thing is like we literally report on Chinese material. Right? My, my thing is this. Uh, they're going on. I have not seen a single iota of it in my own personal mm. dealings of being in America. I've, I've seen, seen a couple I've seen posters. some people holding up yeah. like BLM posters mm. or whatever. Some people put stickers on their cars or write BLM in support of Black Lives Matter. Uh, but as far as like burning stuff and rioting, I haven't seen that. You see it on the news. I mean, it, it happened. And here's the thing. Because it's so widely covered internationally, there's no point for us to cover it because it's already been covered. Right. The difference is in China, and we have a lot of experience living in China. Don't forget, I lived in China way longer than I've lived in the U.S. I've Mm. lived in the U.S. for about a year, and I lived in China for 14 years. You know, that's a long time. It's a huge chunk of my life. And I have a lot of experience and traveled around the entire place. So I talk about the stuff I've had experience with. And we also talk about China because there is no media. No one talks about it. Are we like some of the only people out there? Come on. It's... Everybody, I mean, the Chinese Chinese people talk about how bad the BLM protests right. are and stuff. There's plenty of information. And uh, like I mentioned before, my parents-in-law, they always message my wife and say, you know, we're so happy that we visited you because sure. 
when we see all this news about how bad America is, because it's constant. It's like nonstop every day on the Chinese social yeah. media, just how messed up America is. Um, and people buy into it, obviously. Uh, but because they'd been here and they'd visited us and they went around and saw where we lived, they know it's bullshit. They know that it's like being overblown and that mm. it's usually like one little area. It's kind of like saying, okay, um, because you've got concentration camps in Xinjiang, which is terrible, then there are concentration camps around the entire China everywhere you go. Right. It's that mentality. Yes, there are bad things happening in America and we are aware of that. Everybody's aware of that. The entire world is aware Hyper of that. Hyper aware. Super aware. Somebody can't even like... A, a policeman can't even step the wrong way and you'll hear about it you know in the in the news but you won't hear about the terrible things that are happening all over china and that's our job and that's to the detriment of the chinese people yes that's it uh thank you for the very generous blowhard wizard uh what do you guys think about miles Guo, chinese dissident who runs um we we've talked about that length in the last podcast mm-hmm. um I mean, it's it's an interesting insight because he was deep, knee deep within China. Um, mm-hmm. He's very well connected and has a ton of money. Um, unfortunately, his partner has just been arrested for fraud, mm-hmm. but that's life. Yeah, it's um, life. I mean, it's if if you want to go look at it, go look at it. It is what it is. Like I said last time, it takes a, a black devil to catch a white devil, or mm-hmm. what was it? And it takes a, a white medium. angel to catch a black angel. Mm-hmm. That's what a, a South African policeman told oh, me. Okay, because you know, like. The most effective policeman is a criminal, is sure. basically. So he is one of those corrupt officials who escaped. So he knows how all the corrupt officials work. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Douglas, you can't not be a corrupt official in China. No. <laughs> Douglas Hall, why does everyone on the street ignore you guys? <laughs> I get it. You do? Oh, behind us, yeah. Uh, Dustin, don't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> what do you think, we have a green screen or something? God. Yeah. Shh. These guys are green screens. <laughs> Dustin Pearson, thanks for covering serious issues. How are you doing, Dustin? Amid yeah. serious conditions, um, also crowdfund purchase of Love Companion Robot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I need that, bro. I think <laughs> I have a wife. Yeah. Although, maybe, yeah. Get a Cherry 2000. Get a Cherry 2000, right? Yeah. Those yeah. are some good models. Yep. Uh, I'll stay. I'll be out in LA on the 29th. Stay awesome. Cool. Fantastic. Robert Roberto Santo. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's probably going to the protest. That's cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, in my country, there are a lot of Chinese. If I walk around with one of those Wu Mao t-shirts, would they be offended by it? Absolutely not. It's not an no. offensive thing. If yeah. someone got offended by this, then they are a Wu Mao. I mean, the literal translation is 50 cents, yeah. right? So It's not offensive. This is not offensive. No, it's not. It's not a swear word. No. Um, and it's not anti-China. No. At all. No. It's like internet troll. Yeah, it's like if you literally wore a t-shirt that just said internet troll. And then some troll comes up. He's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> I'm an internet troll. Yeah, yeah. Sick Lid, uh, Winston is a South African American group. Uh, you can join and get support, and is e- and is Elon Musk a member? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Never come across that. No. Yeah. Uh, Matt Argatar, please mm. bring back the French Croatian squid, squid T-shirts. I will. I said I got one more to release, and I'm going to release all the mythical beasts ones together. It's going to be fun. Um, that was the fun I had to shoot. We went to the beach yeah, and threw yeah. squid into the ocean. And, and then, then someone's dog, dog came and <laughs> yeah, came and, yeah, ran off with it. And yeah. they're like, don't worry, it's fresh. It's just frozen. <laughs> yeah, they're like, so sorry. Yeah, like, don't worry it's about okay. It. Um, yeah. Did you miss, miss one up there? No, no, you didn't. Wukowski. Uh, can people in the, who live in the UK put their money in Chinese banks on investment accounts? I mean, yeah, you can invest in China if you want. You can't get it out, though. No. Um, you know, like, that's the thing. China, when I went to China, they're very willing to accept U.S. dollars, yeah, yeah. for instance, from you. Go into any bank and you can... Oh, yeah. You, they'll take it from you. But when you try to take money out, they won't give it to you. It's no. make it very difficult for foreigners to get money out. And they won't give foreigners U.S. dollars. You cannot change RMB into U.S. dollars if you're a foreigner. 
There's a high min, uh, high maximum, but in a yeah. lot of places there's none left. Yeah. Orc Monkey 2000 also wanted to add since I didn't in my last message. Thanks for continuing to be awesome, guys. And mm. it always gives me a good chuckle when you guys are amused by my screen. Name. Well, it's a funny screen. It's a good, it's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 2000 really adds something. Yeah. Mike F, stay awesome, guys. You too, man. Ultimate MLC Oz has new laws to look at any deals with China. That's good. Great. We actually were speaking to some politicians from Australia the other day. Okay. It's very interesting. Cool. Remember that? Yeah. What do you mean okay? You were there. I know. <laughs> Jan Fosca. <laughs> Winston, I've just bought a South, uh, SA China. Oh, Stay Awesome Stay China. Awesome China on Vimeo downloading now. Looking Fantastic. forward to watching it. Oh, that's yeah. the person that watched ours. Yeah. Please. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Thanks. Um, you guys are both really awesome. Mm. St. Mac. Diaper fun. Brilliant. Absolutely necessary. Yeah. Even me too. So. Yeah. Uh, for myself. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Scholes, the Chinese seem very relaxed about COVID now. Is it a second wave and non-issue for them? Um, it's just about stopping the, the media, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And putting on these massive propagandas. That's, uh, some people actually asked me about that big pool party they mm-hmm. had in Wuhan. It is 100% just propaganda to show you how we've overcome this virus. You see how good we dealt with it? Everyone's having a good time. What you do have to understand is that everybody that went into that pool party has their green QR code. They've been Star scanned. They've been tested. Yeah, they've got their Star of David. So the the risk is very minimal. The Star of the Xing of Dawei. Yeah, the Dawei Xing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, they there is very little risk because, you know, the very draconian measures that China had to put in place where everybody has to basically walk around with this health code on their phone. And if you've been near anyone, it uses GPS and everything. If you've been near anyone that was infected, then it's not green anymore. Yeah, but they put and you have to go get tested right. again before it's green. So, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is it's, it's a very effective system, but it's very draconian. And it's very much against the Western idea of being a free, you know, individual. Sure, but also you, it's just a middle finger to the rest of the world. It's like we, we, the Chinese government, allowed this coronavirus to spread to your country. Yeah. Perhaps willingly. Yes. Perhaps willingly. And then look at, we're having massive pool parties. It's just irresponsible. It is irresponsible. It's immoral and it's just infuriating. It is when the rest of the world is still struggling and a lot because of places of are Because down. of that. Yeah, because of the Wuhan flu. So, but at the end of the day, it is just a way for them to say, look at how, how well we dealt with it. Yeah. And they, oh, the Global Times put out this thing about how Taiwan lied about it and how actually the China model's better and Taiwan's full of shit and they're going to have a massive outbreak and they lied about everything and it's just insane. Oh, yeah. The narrative. Talk- the, the Global Times is not even worth, you know, the, the steam coming off of your, your, your urine stream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Global Times is the most immature garbage newspaper that you would think it's written by a bunch of adolescent teenagers. No, like it's written by the CCP. But it's actually their <laughs> official mouthpiece in English. Yeah, if English, you want to yeah. get angry, go read that. Oh, crap. yeah. Or laugh. Yeah, one of the two. They've written articles about me, yeah. which is actually kind of funny. A, D- a DTS Sharma, I miss Cocoa Park Saturday nights. Love the show, boys. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. I actually don't miss Cocoa Park, if well, I'm totally honest. you have to be a certain age. Yeah. Cocoa Park's like a big happening kind of club area. It's There's lots of, of clubs. and a bunch of foreigners getting drunk and punching each other. Yeah, people getting uh, stabbed occasionally. Yeah, what's all? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, lots of, lots of uh, you know, sort of girls coming there to look for foreigners or, you know, guys coming there to look for person. foreigners and stuff. And, yeah. Tearfeld, why does Winston always wear a suit? There's plenty of videos on that. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking I have a video about why I always yeah. wear a suit on my channel. Just look it up. Oh. Dory, why? Thank thanks you. for all your work. Any chance for interview with Miss Canada, uh, Anastasia Lynn, for announcing everywhere about the CCP organ, organ harvesting? Actually, I loved her speech. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful speech. Um, and yeah, people, if 
we always reach out to you guys put us in contact with all these people you want us to talk to absolutely well, we have a couple channels going but you know if mm. you guys can reach out mm-hmm. um why does robert Veldeman, why does matthew never wear a suit haha uh-huh. Nice. He, he did in a, in one of our ADV China videos. It was like a gag. Yeah. I mean, I'll wear a suit if I go to something formal. Yeah, like a wedding or something. Yeah. Mm. What's Chinese societal outlook on Mongolia? Uh, they look down on Mongolia. I think it's poor and wild, whereas Mongolians have a deep-seated pride and are very happy they are not China. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt's, Matthew, I'm actually on the Mongolia subreddit. The amount of absolute hate for the CCP is crazy. Yeah. And didn't the Mongols rule China for a whole lot of Oh, time? but you wouldn't... China won't tell you that. The Yuan <laughs> Dynasty. Literally a whole period of Chinese history where the Mongols ruled China yeah. is considered China. Yeah. 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 That just, was Chinese. Just history. Chinese people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Matthew what was Phillips. the Great Wall put up there for then? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, greetings from Canada. You guys know Fulin Fang, a Chinese friend of mine, asked to be a copywriter for him, but I was unsure. Thoughts. Yes, we do. <laughs> and stay tuned. <laughs> yes. I have something tuned. funny. And it's not a hit piece. I have something funny about that. Yeah, we don't do uh, hit pieces. St. Mac. Why would we? He's a nice guy. I know. St. <laughs> Mac. Adult diaper fun. Thank yep. you. Uh, awesome. Are you guys going to do a collab with Sergey from Oshanka Show? I'd like to see you guys have a comparison. I think I would. I've been a patron for him for years. Um, and we talk quite often, actually. So, yeah. I'll, I, I'll probably I don't know who that yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's more of a me thing. Okay. Um, Alpha, I'm curious about your opinions on the Epoch Times and China and Focus. Oh, man, we get this question every. Good information. Got a lot of Chinese people on their team. They're going to have an agenda. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's a bad agenda. I mean, you, you, know? can, you can see any news coming out of China is heavily biased towards sure. the CCP. In fact, not heavily biased. It is only what's allowed by the CCP. Correct. These New Tang Dynasty and all this, they are heavily biased against the CCP because they are funded by organizations like the Falun Gong, mm-hmm. which is that kind of um, cult, you know, spiritual around, so, yeah. yoga thing. Um, not yoga, Tai Chi, mm-hmm. but, you know, same thing. Breathing, um, Qigong. Yeah, Qigong. So you have to look for the, the truth somewhere in between, you know, sure. just like anything else. Just like when you watch our videos, when you watch anything, any kind of news. It's kind of like you, you would have to watch... CNN and Fox News to kind of get an idea of what's... I mean, both are kind like, of shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. To get an idea of what's maybe existing in the middle. Sure, And sure. that the, what exists in the middle is the truth. I would honestly focus a lot more on social media than, than anything. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there's there's a, they do do some good exposés. I have yeah. to admit, sometimes they do. Yeah, um, sure. Okay. At least, at least they get uh, the information out. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. The ultimate goal, I mean. Uh, any inside info on the empty plate as a possible response to upcoming food shortages? We're going to cover that in the next podcast. Yes. So stay tuned. Uh, uh, I have to be completely honest with you. I've never seen a more wasteful society when it comes mm. to food than mm. China. And that's why we'll cover it. And it's uh, it's 100% because of the, the past where everyone was starving. So yeah. it's got to a point, okay, now people can eat. So let's just eat everything and as much as possible and have a massive big banquet every time there's an opportunity the to sit thing. down. It's in the Chinese culture when you meet people in the Fan Lame, you know, have you eaten? That's like a greeting. Um, so, yeah, we have a big thing about that mm-hmm. coming up. Absolutely. So that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining us again on another ADV podcast. We cannot wait to see you in the next one. And, of course, in our normal uh, videos. I've got kind of an interesting one coming up tomorrow where uh, I charter a private plane to fly back into China. I was there. Yep. In the plane. Yep. So. <laughs> and thanks for your support on Patreon and Subscribestar. Absolutely. Links below. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. All right. So it's time for us to head off. Stay awesome. And I'm not going to.